0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, remember Fork Parker's Crunch Out? It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great. Happy New Year's, Patrick.
1: And a happy New Year's to you. You know, I can sincerely say that I had so much fun doing this show in 2019. Me too. And I am really looking forward to seeing what we do in 2020. And, like, thank you to all of our listeners. This has been, like, such a good year for the show, and it's really been... So much in part to you guys.
0: Yeah, we've done a lot of fun things uh, because you have enabled us to do fun things. Uh, that music tournament would not have happened. At all. Without you guys writing in. Um, and and I,
1: suggesting it even as an idea.
0: Great point. <laughs> um, and, I, we, you know, and anytime we get uh, listener in, involvement in the show, uh, the show is just uh, so much more fun and exciting. And uh, I, I love doing it, and I love doing it with you, Mark. Me too. Good, great! I'm glad that we feel good about this. Happy New Year! <laughs> um, you gonna stay up till midnight? Do you think, or are you gonna fall asleep? No, minutes?
1: I um, I uh, I like going to bed early when possible.
0: I like going to bed early when possible too. And if it's like a holiday,
1: even better.
0: Yeah, no one can even track me. <laughs> Um, but if you don't want to go to bed too early, you want to stay up late, playing Sonic Forces, you can if I can, you borrow it from me.
1: Yeah, I can think of no better way to ring in the new year than uh getting on the waiting list. Yeah, get to on play that, Sonic forces. Get on
0: that waiting list. Email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. The mailing address and we will send it there to you to play for as long as you want, then you send it back.
1: It costs you absolutely nothing. Not a thing. Actually, maybe I can think of one. Thing better yeah. than signing up for the Sonic Forces Borrowing Program. And that's leaving us a review oh, yeah. on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Right. So we made it our goal to get uh, a bunch of reviews by the end of the year. Uh, the end of the year is upon us. You, look, you can use this as an excuse so you don't have to go out tonight. Be like, I'm sorry, I have to leave some reviews I I have to craft the perfect
1: to. review. I mean, the dirty secret of all this is we're going to love reviews in 2022. Oh, yeah. But we're in ni- 2019 right now.
0: Right. We will make resolutions next year. We're not making them now, but we'll make resolutions next year to bug you about it less. <laughs> For a time until we decide that we want more. <laughs> and then we'll bug you again. It's a pendulum. Um, so, Mark, should we get into the topic at hand? Or should we explain the topic at hand and yeah, then get into it? Sure. Okay. So,
1: t- we are... Well, we should let people know as early as possible. If they want to turn this episode off.
0: Right. Okay, well, let's at least make them listen to the transition music first. Today, we are doing our 2019 in games that we played. So... We have, uh, you know, uh, documents that are our our show notes for every week, and every week we write out what we've been playing. Uh, So there is this strange historical record of what games we have either been playing or said that we have been playing.
1: Yeah, and I I don't know if you guys are like us, but we found when we were even just, like, talking about what we want to do for, like, a year-end wrap-up, that the beginning of 2019 seems you, so far away. Yeah. And like, I can't even remember what I was playing. Right. Like they're because the, they're just like, so we just go through, there are just so many games.
0: Yeah. So, so, so many games. And I mean, also, you know, not, not for nothing, but like January, 2019 was a long time ago. um, so, you know, and we're not playing games that are from that moment either. We're playing games from, like, earlier back. So, like, we're, we're going to go through here. We're going to talk about all the games that we played uh, and, you know, what our thoughts are on them now and all that kind of uh, good stuff. Uh, so going back to January 2019, first game on our list here, Clips. Uh, do you think you were playing this or do you think I was playing this? I wonder if we both played it.
1: Over the holidays.
0: I mean, I don't think that I did because I played Snipper Clips hard and heavy when it first came out and then laid off it.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I think it was probably like I brought it, my Switch with me when uh, I was visiting family and we pulled out Snipper Clips for the first time. It was the first time i had played with four people. Normally, I just played with two. Oh, yeah. Um, man, it's such a good game. I never picked up the DLC for it. Uh, I still haven't finished like all the puzzles yeah. in the game in general, but every time I do play it, it's such a treat. Uh,
0: that is one where I did
1: pick up the DLC and never played it. Uh, that's one that I sh- maybe I'll get back to it this Christmas. Yeah, that would be super fun. I'm interested to see if like the puzzles are just like more of the same, which would not be a bad thing, or if they get more like devious. Yeah, because some of them are so hard. It's like some so of them, hard <laughs> where you're. uh like the ones that are so memorable to me. Are when you um are trying to like get the egg ac- from one side to the other, yes, into the little nest, yeah, and yeah. and like if you if the eggs like fall too hard or if they hit a like sharp edge, they will crack and you have to start all over. And when there's four of you like rotating to try you're to like trying to be so belt it over, yeah, yeah it, it's oh, it's such a fun game.
0: Uh, that were also on this list in the beginning of January are Firewatch and Katamari Damacy. Those are both uh, Mark games.
1: Yeah, one was a recommendation from listener Katie. She recommended Firewatch, and it's interesting. At the time, I liked it. Um, but I think my esteem for it has kind of like grown with distance. Uh, that you like it more. Yeah. All the time? Um, I think just because it's so. Uh, I think when I was playing it, I didn't really know what to expect and so I kept waiting for it to be something different yeah like I kept waiting for it to like kick into a different gear or something like that but that's really not the point of the game um it's just really beautiful and it's really interesting and I generally don't think uh stories and games are very good but this one it really left like an impression on me in for ways that I don't even entirely now can't really like explain that's cool that, that's really interesting and then Katamari Damacy, a uh, friend of the show, June, let me borrow his copy. Uh, man, I just love this game. I mean, it you know, a uh, song from it ended up in our tournament for best Nintendo music. Um, it's just, it's so weird, It's, but it's really joyful. It's the first time that it's shown up on a Nintendo platform, but it kind of feels like an easy fit. Yeah,
0: I mean, and I, I found uh, playing Katamari on um, in handheld mode. Um, felt really natural like there's something about having the uh, system and like your hands close to your face that it felt more because it's got these weird like almost tank controls mm-hmm. i mean not not quite it's it's a little bit more awkward than that but uh having it close to my face felt more natural uh like with snake pass way back in the day <laughs> <laughs> um also on the list here is guacamelee 2 which i know i played uh right at the end of last uh right at the end of last year in the beginning of uh 2019 and guacamole 2 is awesome um i mean it's uh just about as good as the first one um and all like the new powers and power-ups uh it, like it's just a perfect um combination of locomotion and attack like that you every new move that you learn to punch dudes is also a new move to like get you across the map um and it also was way more, like, subdued in its humor. Um, it would still, because the, the first Guacamelee is great, um, but it really relied a lot on, like, sort of meme-y humor um, and, like, jokes that are very, like, internet and, like, so dated at this point. Um, and with the exception of one area in Guacamelee 2 that's doing it, like, intentionally, um, the, the humor in this was, like, more grounded and, like, real uh, and cool and fun. Uh, so I I love that game, and uh, I haven't heard anything about a Guacamelee three or even what Drinkbox is uh, as a studio is is up to, um, since
1: they put that game out. Um, Drinkbox, where you at? Also, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which at this point was probably maybe a month old at most. Yes, that's right. It's so interesting how quickly I've just taken this game for granted. Totally. Like it's a it's remarkable that it exists. Yes. It's remarkable, and like everything they add to it is a new miracle but it just feels like the smash brothers game totally that it's like basically replaced every other smash brothers game in my mind i don't know it just seems like it's always going to be there it's like a cornerstone of video games
0: totally and and especially for the switch like smash and uh, mario kart A deluxe are two that i'm just like if you have the switch i don't know why they wouldn't be in your
1: library they're
0: kind of perfect Yeah, games. I don't
1: really know what the next iteration of either of those Yeah, totally. Where, where like. do you go from here? I mean, yeah. like, yeah, where? Because
0: also, they're, they are such, like, iterative games um, that don't change too much from uh, entry to entry, and they're both just so big and so feature-complete. And, you know, Smash, we continue to get more uh, characters, so, like, yeah, I mean, this, if we end up doing the same exercise next year, Smash is going to be on there again. Um, and we won't mention Smash every time it, com- <laughs> every time it comes up. Um, but also in January, uh, you're playing Pokemon Let's Go uh, Pikachu? No, I got Eevee. Eevee.
1: Eevee. Yeah. Um, man, I really liked that game. It's uh, in co- I'm surprised how much I like Sword and Shield because at the time, I was like, Pokemon Let's Go is the Pokemon game for me. Mm-hmm. I liked the catch mechanic more than I liked... Then I like um, like the catch mechanic in the old in older games. Yeah. I like that you could see all the Pokemon, so that, like it eliminated random battles. Uh, it, and I think actually maybe going through Let's Go, which I would love if they did like another Let's Go with like the second generation or something. Yeah. But I think for me, Sword and Shield shines like in contrast to it because they took all of the elements that I or most of the elements that I liked in Let's Go. But they're, they really de-emphasize the Gen 1 Pokemon. Yeah. And it's like, I really, I enjoyed that part of Let's Go, and I'm glad that, you know, I don't have to repeat that in Sword and Shield. It feels like that's, such like a new experience.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting that, like, those two games came out a, a year apart from each other, and one of them uh, features exclusively Gen 1 Pokemon, and the other one, it, like, really pushes them to the back. Um that, that's really like a, a smart design choice and one that I don't think I really thought about until this very moment, that it sort of requires you to have just played with all of Gen 1 and to then be like, I mean, not, not that it requires you to have both experiences, mm-hmm. but that it, if for po- Pokemon completionists, that is part of the journey is like, let's remember, let's celebrate Gen 1 and then, all right, now forget it. We're moving on to new stuff. Yeah, like
1: I, I genuinely... I don't think that I've uh encountered a Pikachu in Sword and Shield yet. In uh, Shield yet. I I have a Pikachu. Yeah, I
0: I'm not sure that I do, but I don't really miss it. Um also in January, um we were playing New Super Mario Brothers uh U Deluxe. Um we, you and I got together and played it uh together. Right?
1: D- for, did we, with Deluxe, I can't remember, because I know we played the Wii U version. We did, because we played the uh, Luigi version of it, right? Well, I mean, that's also included on the Switch version. I honestly can't remember. I think, for me, that's maybe part of the problem with mm. New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, and since um, uh, Super Mario, any time now I have the itch for, like, a 2D Mario, there's... The NES Switch Online and Super Mario World and uh you know like Yoshi's Island like that itch is scratched in a way that i don't really feel i I haven't felt the need to go back to you, even though I don't think it's a bad game
0: and I'm almost more importantly um at this time, I was also uh playing Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which I never got on the switch, but I was playing it on on the Wii U um, and I was making a point to play the game. Uh, as completion-y as possible, so I wouldn't move on from a level until I had collected all of the, uh, everything, right? There are, like, medals and puzzle pieces and all, all that kind of stuff. Um, and Tropical Freeze is such a better game than New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, or even New Super Mario Brothers U, that, like, they they really don't compare. If you want a, like, fun action platformer, play Donkey Kong. Don't play uh, New Super Mario Brothers. And you can do that multiplayer as well.
1: Yeah, and with like an easy mode, right? Because like, uh, New Super Mario Brothers. On Switch, yeah. You right, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe introduced um, to- Princess Toadette Peachette Peachette. Yep. Um, you know, and which is kind of like I a riff on like, how dare Monkey you Kong. forget <laughs> <laughs> Peachette? Well, I mean, you know, the, the most important thing to come out of that really was Bowsette. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, then we learned that Luigi can't um wear the crown even though he badly wants to also you were playing mario and luigi bowser's inside story which kind of makes you a little bit of a unicorn that's right we learned that like, lo- like so 11, sold- people <laughs> yeah, like bought right. that game
0: that's right no one bought that <laughs> game but i did uh and i played it for maybe five or six hours and enjoyed my time with it just, just definitely shouldn't have spent 40 bucks uh to get it um, but it is a a competent remake of uh of that game and is still a delightful, cute time. Um also during this time I am playing the aforementioned Fork Parker's Crunch Out. Mark, what do you think Fork Parker's Crunch Out
1: is? Do you remember okay, this so at all? Thi- yeah, this was a um something you had kickstarted?
0: No, close. It
1: came with something else that you bought. No,
0: kind of. So I was donating to Uh, a charity that raises awareness for, like, uh, crunch in in the games industry. Um, And along with it uh, came this Super Nintendo game, an original, a new Super Nintendo game called Fork Parker's Crunch Out, where you play the role of Fork Parker, who uh, poorly manages a video game studio, uh, and you need to, uh, you know, stress out all your workers. And it's kind of like a top-down... Uh, game where you are bringing people coffee and um, you're like trying to stop like bugs from getting to
1: them. Oh yeah, making sure like the servers don't yeah fry or something or, like that. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, so a uh, really abysmal game uh, and you know, but it's always fun to have a new Super Nintendo cart and for a good cause and, and for a good cause as well. Um, so that was our January in video games. We did it. We've done the whole thing. Uh, moving on to February.
1: Yeah, so this was when I started revisiting Super Mario Odyssey. It's a game that obviously I had played in twenty in two thousand seventeen when mm-hmm. it came out. Um, and liked it, you know. But I
0: oh, that's right. There was a whole like reckoning here, yeah, right? Like
1: it was. I I in now I can't even really remember. I I think I like l- was missing the course based Mario and um really was like wanted another galaxy game yeah. at the time I can't even really remember why I felt so strongly about it and I think it was because I played Odyssey wrong I think what you really need to do is just like get through the story and then 100% return to the different kingdoms instead of trying to like be a completionist in the kingdoms as you do them right cuz when you get
0: through the main story each of the kingdoms gets like another like doubles the amount of moons that's in them um so like if you really scour the surface of new donk city the first time you're there you get to really scour the surface of it
1: again later i also think you just get better at platforming as you like go through it and so some of the more frustrating ones earlier um just become less frustrating because it's easier for you to tackle them but man super mario odyssey is a joy yeah that's a wonderful game
0: um uh also around this time uh the Piranha Plant uh, came to uh Super Smash Brothers Ultimate so we are uh, at least the first I, DLC character the first DLC the kind of like zero DLC character like not part of the season pass um we were also playing Super Mario Land 2 6 golden coins in preparation for the month of March when Mark was gone and we were doing weird retro sequels um that was such a fun surprise of like all these games oh totally um what a cool game Um, uh, and then, uh, I was still playing tropical freeze and then war groove, uh, which is, I have a note on here, uh, but I just only started it. I don't think I ever really moved past the point of having just started it. Like I checked back in with it, uh, a month later when the patch came out that, uh, like made some improvements and like played through one battle and was like, oh, this is better. And then stopped.
1: Well, speaking, I mean, I kind of had the same experience with Majora's Mask 3D. Yeah. So I picked it up, um, and I got as far as about to enter Snowhead Temple, and I never picked it up ever again. So
0: Majora's Mask, especially, well, uh, on the 3DS is really the only place where I've uh, dug into it. Um, it. That is also, like, I've gotten through this Snowhead Temple, and that is also kind of where I stopped, too. Um, I got stressed out by it because I knew that I could save the Gorons from their snowy peak um, and get the stuff that I needed from them. But then as soon as I reset the timer, I had no longer helped my friends, and I
1: felt terrible about it. Uh, what kept you from going back to Majora's Mask? Uh, I think part of it was that it was on the 3DS, and then I like point. left it for a period of time while I was traveling, and then just like never really came back to it. Um, which. I would, it is one of those games I would like to revisit. I like Majora's Mask. I liked the 3D version. I liked some of the changes they made to the controls and to the bosses and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like, I do think it's an improved version on the N64, but it's really, especially now, super hard for me to play games on the 3DS.
0: Yeah, with a few exceptions uh, that'll show up here in just a little bit um the it, it was hard to play games on the 3ds in 2019 right yeah because like it just it feels too small it feels too uh grainy uh and you just want to play games on your switch uh speaking of games that we could finally play on our switch for the first time uh final fantasy 9 um i picked up at around this time and really really loved getting back into it uh for just like the first couple hours um, and then like kind of hit a wall when the game like opens up and is like okay you've met all four of the care of like the initial characters now like go on the actual journey and I was like oh, I don't I don't know how much of this I have in me um, the game has such a weird balance between uh, you know the improvements they make to the models of the main characters and how all of the backgrounds are not touched up um, and just look still look bad still look the way they did on the on the original playstation um and also there was that bug where the overworld music started over every time you got into a fight so you heard the
1: same like kind of music sample the same like 17 seconds of music over and over and over and over again it does sound fun though to revisit the first few hours of that game because i i i really have fond memories of that game
0: first few hours of that
1: game are beautiful
0: this, uh, February is also the month where Tetris 99 comes out. Another game
1: that just feels like it's always been there. It
0: does. Uh, Tetris 99, again, just to remind everyone, came out this year, which means, of course, it is the best game of the year. <laughs> I don't believe in game of the year, but Tetris 99 <laughs> is the game of the year.
1: We were also playing Zoda's Revenge and, uh, Castlevania 2: Simon's Quest around this time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and... Uh, it was yeah. the first time I'd played Zoda's Revenge. Uh, yeah, and
0: that game doesn't uh doesn't super
1: hold up. No. There are a lot of problems with Zodas. Yeah. Revenge. Uh
0: but uh, Castlevania 2 was fun with a guide. Oh, you, yeah, yeah. Definitely
1: with a guide. Uh, Mark, you were also playing Steins Gate Elite, mm-hmm. which is like a visual novel based on the Steins Gate manga that is also an anime. Um so I liked the characters for the most part, but I dropped off because I just couldn't reconcile i just couldn't really handle there's like one character who um i uh i don't even know that you'd say is like trans but is like their gender identity is in question Mm -hmm. and uh they're treated so poorly by the main character in the game that it just kind of made me feel gross and from what and so i like kind of looked online to see does this get better right or does it pay off like is there a point to it and there didn't really seem like there was so i just ended up dropping it
0: um and then we move into march uh which is a little bit weird because mark was gone for the month of march so these are all going to be games that either i played or our guest played (laughs) um so uh delta rune chapter one um delta rune being the uh follow-up to uh what's the name of that game undertale undertale exactly um which, uh, uh, Deltarune was neat. Um, you're paired up with a, a, a bully character, so you're, like, going through, and you can, like, try and play a pacifist uh, run uh, of this, like, RPG. But the bully character, like, will fight everyone and deals way too much damage. Um, and I remember having a, a really nice time with it, and I don't really know why I didn't go back to, like, uh, play more of it. I don't know if other chapters have been released I don't think at so, point. yeah. That's weird, because it's been, like, it's been almost a year mm-hmm. at this point um also ape out came out in march and ape out did we ever play ape out together i don't think so oh man ape out is dope um it's so cool and you're just a monkey like ripping through an office building and <laughs> it's, it's like a uh, top down right yeah it's like 100 top down like most top down games are really like a little bit isometric or like the cameras pulled a little bit so you can like see the side of the character but this is like you're just looking down at the broad shoulders of a gorilla was pissed off (laughs) um and uh, like the uh the soundtrack to the game is so good because it's just like improvised jazz drumming that uh builds as you go throughout the level and like it seems timed to your actions so like it'll pick up speed as you pick up speed there'll be like cymbal crashes as you throw someone against the wall and they just splatter um super fun game Uh, and then we also had, uh, Matt Acevedo on who was playing Starlink Battle for Atlas, um, which was a couple months after the game had come out. Um, and he was having a really good time with it then. Uh, what else was happening in March? Warrior gold? Uh, yes. So, uh, in, in March, I went to Chicago, uh, for C2E2. And I just brought my 3DS. I didn't bring my, my Switch, so I played a, an awful lot of WarioWare Gold on the 3DS, and uh, also Super Mario Land, uh, Super Mario 3D Land, um, also on the 3DS. Uh, both, uh, w- you know, wonderful games. Uh, Super Mario 3D Land, just like Super Mario 3D World, does not get enough of, uh, like, enough attention. As like examples of really good Mario games and like a really great uh genre of Mario game.
1: So I also so I played Super Mario 3D Land um on my trip a little bit. I had yeah. brought it my 3DS with me. Now I switch and uh I had a hard time getting into it. And I don't know if it was because I, I liked what I played. And so again I don't know if it's just the curse of the 3DS. Um, the I, curse of the 3DS. I, honestly, at this point, I had just have a really hard time playing games, like, that close to my face. Yeah. Were you
0: playing with a 3D on, do you recall?
1: Uh, I think I did have it on, at least for part of it, because I vaguely recalled reviews when the game came out talking about how, like, it was a 3DS game that really utilized the 3D well.
0: Yeah, because I mean, there were a lot of, like, the game would trick you. Like, it, it would show you things that if you weren't looking at it in 3D, you would perceive one way. And if it was in 3D, you would perceive it another way. Right, like it, it looked way. like you
1: were like blocked or something. And then when you turn on the 3D, you saw it, there was like space behind yeah, it. Yeah, you know those like puzzles
0: that. where you're like, is it an old crone or a young lady? Is it a <laughs> rabbit or a duck? It's just like that, except
1: it's 3D
0: versus not 3D. Um, yeah, so I mean, we're just sort of uh, uh, casually sliding into um, April here um which is when you came back so it's more interesting for us to talk about it um this is Yo- uh, this is also when Yoshi's Crafted World came out um and I was lucky enough to have my friend Taylor in town when when the game came out and we played through the majority of that game uh co-op uh and I just had a wonderful beautiful uh fun and funny time Playing that game, getting drunk in the middle of the day, uh, and playing a game maybe meant for children, but also which includes that scary clown level. Yeah,
1: very surprising level. Um, also, in April, Super Mario Maker you were playing?
0: I was playing Super Mario Maker, um, and the timing on this is a little weird, because it's like a month and a half after the uh, announcement of Super Mario Maker 2, and about two months before Super Mario Maker 2 actually came out. So I think I was just getting, like, the hankerin' for some level creation. Um, and also, uh, it hasn't happened too much uh, in the last, like, six months or so. But I-, I was going through a phase here where I was interested in turning the Wii U on and playing with it. Because I do think it is an, not unfairly maligned console, but, like, an overly maligned uh, uh, piece of equipment um like the the gamepad is a, an interesting way to interface with games especially uh Super Mario Maker and i think that's the thing that at this point i was starting to get worried about how the sequel would uh actually function um just because you know tapping on that thing is so easy and so intuitive and so nice for creation um but you know it's uh, the
1: creation tools in Mario Maker 2 are uh golden April was also when I started playing Katana Zero, which, yeah, I really, really, really liked that game a lot. I feel like we're still waiting on a piece of DLC from it, because there's, yeah, uh, we are. like, in Katana Zero, you can open certain, like, doors at the very end, and there's one that you just, like, cannot open, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, like, DLC that we haven't gotten yet. That's that, that actually is, makes me excited. I forgot about that. There you go. You got more Katana Zero yeah. to play.
0: Um, this is also as I was playing Cuphead, we both had like our, our separate challenging um, platformers or like action platformers. Mm-hmm. Um, Cuphead, man, crazy that this thing ended up coming to coming to Switch. Yeah, um, and uh, what a beautiful game! Uh, it's uh, too hard, which is why I stopped. <laughs> um, but you were like really into the grind I was for a while. Really into the grind for a while. Like where I was like, okay, I'm just gonna play this level over and over again for like two hours. Um, but there, you know, there, there were some that I just like couldn't wrap. Some boss fights I couldn't really wrap my head around. Um, like there's one oh it's like an actor on a or an actress on a stage um where like there were two different paths through it depending on like what happens in like the individual stages of the fight like different scenes play out um which was really really cool and I was super excited when I realized there were multiple
1: paths that you could take it down um but it was just too hard and I decided to stop playing it was also around this time that Super Mario Brothers The Lost Levels came to the NES Switch online. Yeah. And um, it's a hard it's that is a hard game made significantly easier easier with like the save states and oh, rewind yeah. controls. Oh, yes. Were we able to rewind at this point? Do you remember? I don't think so because the uh I don't think so. I think that got introduced with the SNES online and then later added to the NES Online? Yeah. But I can't remember for sure. Um, But you could definitely use save states. Oh, boy, could you?
0: (laughs) Um, This is also when Box Boy and Box Boy plus Box Girl came out. Um, Another just, like, well, I guess just another Box Boy game, right? Like, it doesn't really um, get past being a Box Boy game,
1: which is a fun game, right? It it is a fun game. I never played it in co-op, and in order to actually, like, finish the story you have to play in co-op oh, that's right and so i never went back and did that yeah me neither should we go back and do that i feel like we should at some point because i really like these games yeah and me too. I, I had fun with this one as well uh all right
0: let's move into into may um which looks like a lot of the same
1: stuff we played the Castlevania collection at this time because we were getting ready to rank the Castlevania games. Yeah, on the Castlevania collection, right? Not all the Castlevania games. And so that's when uh, both of us were introduced to Kid Dracula for Kid the first time. Kid
0: Dracula, look, Kid Dracula. I think we ranked it too low on our list. I don't remember what it was, but whatever it was, it was too low. Well, and I think part there's of a game show part <laughs> of that game <laughs> with a statue it of far. Liberty asks you questions about the game that you've played so far.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't make it that far in. So I think the reason it kind of like evened out was because you were really high on it, yeah, and I w- didn't feel it as strongly.
0: Yeah, no, that's that that's right. That that's a fun collection, right? That is
1: a really fun collection. It feels there's like a lot of love put into it. Like if you're interested in Castlevania, um, the you know like emulation and controls and all of that, like the scrubbing and all all that is like very bare bones. Yeah, but if you just want to pour over, um. Like histories of the games, it's really interesting.
0: Plus, if you're not ranking all of them, you don't have to play the Game Boy ones at all. <laughs> except, <laughs> except for but wait, was a uh, no? I guess uh,
1: Kid Dracula was uh, an NES game, right? right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um. Also, this time I tried the alternate Jake Hunter. Uh, what is this, Daedalus? I never got it right. Yeah. The Awakening of Golden Jazz demo, which um is like a point-and-click adventure game.
0: Great. Uh, this, speaking of pointing and clicking, this is when I discovered Picross.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: this is an era that I, I delved into. Uh, so I started with the Pokemon Picross, which I already had on my 3DS. And I, I guess I don't know. Oh, this is when I was going on to San Diego a lot. Um, so I would go on the train and, you know, I was already traveling with like my computer and like some other stuff. So I wanted to travel light. Um, and so the 3DS came with me more frequently than the Switch did. Um, And so I started playing Pokemon Picross, which was already on my 3DS because I had just like, there were a handful of like free Pokemon games um, that I picked up at at some point and uh, like figured out how to play Picross and started to really get into it and was asking, you know, put out a call on the show for like, hey, what are the Picross games that I need to play?
1: And by the way, that's always an open call.
0: What yeah. Picross game should what we be playing? What cross game should we be playing? Um, I, uh, I, so I guess maybe we should hit all the Picross games that I uh, hit up at, at, around this time. Um, I was playing Pokemon Picross. I played the Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess uh, Picross, which was only available by getting silver coins on my Nintendo. You can't buy it. You have to <laughs> use silver coins. And it's such a good version of the game. Um, it has uh, like a mega Picross. No, not the mega Picross. The one where it's like, a lot of images together into like one mega picross is a different thing together which is not fun um and then i was also playing uh picross 3d 2 um which part of the reason i got that one instead of the first one was there was a my nintendo reward uh again for like uh silver coins where you get the whole thing for like 40 percent off or something like that um but man do i love picross it's so good and so fun the other day Or The other night I I couldn't sleep. I just like came back out in the living room and the 3DS was out here and I opened it up and played a couple of 3D Picross puzzles and was like, oh, yeah, this is amazing. (laughs) My brain's on fire. I'm never going to sleep again.
1: Well, also at the end of May, uh, sliding right into June, uh, Resident Evil 4 was released for the Switch. Yeah, you bet. Oh, man. Is that a beautiful game?
0: Yeah. Yep. You played all the way through it at that point.
1: I did yeah and at the end I tried to go through like the um the Ada Wong uh stuff that had been created for the PS2 and that I had a really hard time getting into and never finished it um it definitely felt kind of like a tacked on yeah side thing but it is hard to find fault with Resident Evil 4
0: yeah and it Did you you play it all on uh, TV, like, and take it with you at all, or anything? Uh, I
1: didn't really take it with me. I played a little bit in handheld mode, um, but uh, it it looked really good on TV.
0: Um, June is also when the uh, collection of Mana came out. Like, it came out during E3, right? Right. Um, this is June. It was it was E3, so there was like a whole week here where we didn't have a what we were playing section, um. But uh, the collection of Mana was something I was so excited about because I really, really wanted to play Trials of Mana. Um, but which was the third? Which is the third one was never localized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Um, But I sunk all of my time with that collection into the original Legend (laughs) of Mana, aka Final Fantasy Adventure on the Game Boy. I was play this. Look, this is the opposite of the Castlevania collection. The Game Boy game was the one I wanted to play more than anything. Um, I think I spent like ten or twelve hours playing that game, uh, and just felt like a kid and loved
1: it. I feel like it's a dichotomy that we face a lot. Like I talked about it when I was playing Pokemon and Super Mario World. Like, trying to decide which one I wanted to play. When our game time is so limited, like, sometimes it's really hard not to, like, replay the thing we know and love. Yeah, it's hard to not just take the dopamine hit. Yeah, like,
0: When it's a guaranteed thing, you're going to have fun, and you're going to remember. Holy cow, remembering. <laughs> remembering so good. There should be a game that's just you remembering stuff. It'd be a number one bestseller every month in the year uh, 2019. Um, th- this is also when Sarah and I uh embark on another playthrough of Super Mario 3D World and get ourselves to uh the Champions Road which is the final level way beyond where the game pretends to end um like five worlds past that um to this uh challenge that Sarah and I were unable to un- unable to get through before Um, in in any of the many times that we've played this game to what we assumed was like the limits of reasonable playtime. And we were like, okay, we're just going to do it. We're going to like buckle down and we're going to play this one level for literally hours. And we're going to play it together. She is Rosalina, me as Luigi, um, and just figure out the timing and all. Because there are these sections where it's like timed platforms disappearing and you have to make uh, uh, they're obviously not pixel perfect jumps because we're not really dealing with pixels. Um, but like the perfect performances in these levels to uh, to in this level to get anywhere near it, and you need to beat it with all five characters. Um, and we just did it, like, it, and it was a ama- and it felt great. We lost two consecutive weekends to <laughs> just doing this. Um, and when it was finally done, it felt. So good. I guess the one super sad thing is that then we have no more Super Mario 3D World. There is no uh, unattained part of it out there anymore. Um, But man, did it feel good to get there.
1: That's really cool. You have to do it with all five characters?
0: Well, so when, when uh, you beat it with uh, one of the characters, you get, like, a little, like, stamp that is that character. So if you don't have all five characters, you're missing something. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah. And we basically cheated that um, because we, uh, the, the first time we beat it, the first time we, like, got to the flagpole, we paused the game. Uh, got two Wii remotes, (laughs) 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 tried to connect them to the Switch. Only one of them would connect. And we're like, okay, great. Uh, Well, Mario's uh, joining us in this one. So the first time we beat it was uh, a a Ghost Mario, Rosalina, and Luigi. And the second time was Rosalina, and Luigi, a Ghost Toad. And then
1: Rosalina, uh, Luigi, and a Ghost Princess. That's so smart, but also impressive that you were able to do it three times. Was it easier like the second and third time? Yeah, like the routine
0: down. They came in weirdly quick succession after that. Like the the first one, uh, the first one we did, and then like maybe the second one came 20 minutes later. And then I want to say, even the attempt after that second one, we did it again. Um, Ah, man. Eh, those, Those are like the gaming moments where it's like no other. Uh, ex- experience with no other, like, art form feels that same way of, like, we accomplished something, which I know is silly. We didn't accomplish anything. <laughs> I mean, we we, did, added, we added a couple stamps <laughs> yeah. to a thing. We changed some zeros to some ones uh, and had a wonderful time.
1: Uh, moving into July, this is when I picked up Rain City, which is a, uh, I believe, Japanese-developed, like, adventure game, kind of like point-and-click adventure game. That takes place in one of my favorite settings, which is any place where it's raining. That's right. Um, it's really beautiful. It's kind of like a children's book <laughs> illustration. I never finished it. Uh, it felt a little like samey this as I got like and, further into. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's really no reason to qualify it. Like there are tons of games in here yeah. that we never uh, entirely finished. But I think it was like less than eight bucks. I really enjoyed my time with it. It's a really fun idea. Um it's predicated on like this mystery of like what happened to your sister but you're like a cat. It's great. Ooh. ooh. I mean you're wearing clothes, you know. It's oh. w- yeah, it's it's so uh not like the cats from Cats. No.
0: No. They don't wear clothes. <laughs> uh Super Mario Maker 2. I mean 2. some of them
1: wear clothes. Do they? I'm pretty Like su- a hat? No, I'm pretty sure that uh James Corden's cat is like wearing spats. Pretty sure.
0: Super Mario Maker 2 also came out in July um and I, I don't know I tore through the story mode in that like really loved it and uh like got
1: the Max that thing out. I thought it was such a smart way to introduce people to concepts cuz I didn't really use the builder tools very often but I really like I did feel sparks of inspiration from yeah. like those little the levels. So they weren't usually weren't that long. They were pretty short, but they did some they had really cool mechanics that I think um, did such a nice job of being like, ooh, I could use that idea, or I could like, take that idea and do something else with it. Uh, yeah, t- tons of fun with that game. And that,
0: that's another one where, um, you know, it was like a, something like a, a month later where I was looking back on my playtime, and it was like 50 hour, fifty or more hours. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> when did I sink all of that time into Super Mario Maker 2? And I think some of that is because I, I did spend a fair amount of time in the building tools and just playing um uh levels here and there and this is also when we started asking for listeners to send in their levels uh which is always fun um uh and even though we've stopped asking for it if you send them in we will we will play them. yeah
1: absolutely i think was this around the time that labo vr came out
0: i think so yes um, because we we picked up the Labo VR set and had a hard time figuring out what to say about it.
1: Yes, uh, yeah, it was a real struggle. Um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three was released in July, mm-hmm. a game that I said I another one where I played. Um, in it, liked it, but never like completed it.
0: Um is that still the case that like you you just played it? Yeah, I like, I've, I've never I haven't like returned to it
1: cuz I mean around this time Fire Emblem 3 Houses came out a, like a week later. Okay,
0: let's not get ahead of ourselves. So also Astral Chain came out right around the same time, In right? August, that, yeah. That neither of us picked up. Right. Um and Astral Chain and Marvel Ultimate Alliance are two like f- you know basically first party Nintendo releases that I feel like I need to get to at some point. Um, like, their Nintendo games. They're high-profile, big Nintendo games.
1: Ultimate Alliance, I think, would be fun to play together. Yeah, I think so, too.
0: I mean, we had a really nice time playing uh, Diablo 3, which I guess was over a year ago at this point, because yeah. it doesn't appear on this list. Mark, what is
1: time? <laughs> also, around this time, Donkey, we are doing our Donkey Kong 3 tournament. Oh, yeah. So we were sinking some real time. This is the problem.
0: <laughs> so we, shouldn't, we shouldn't have been making other people and ourselves play Donkey Kong 3. What were we doing, Mark? I w- also, at this point, played uh, the Messenger DLC Picnic Panic, um, which was uh, very nice and felt nice and battle y at some points. Um, and uh, it had a really cool like end boss fight, which was basically just uh, like punch out. Moving into August. I mean, Fire
1: Emblem Three Houses.
0: Fire Emblem Three Houses. And this sort of sets a, a little bit of a tone for the rest of the year. Because I think from August until now, when we're still sort of making our way through it, uh, you and I have been playing and loving Three Houses. Although, did you love it right away? Or did you take a little bit?
1: Um, I, th- I, I think I liked it right away, but it wasn't. Uh, until a little further on that I, like, really fell in love with it. Yeah. Because I hit a point in the beginning, you know, I was, like, on autopilot on all the battles. Yeah. So, for me, it was mostly, like, the character interactions. And there hit a point further into the story where, like, I couldn't really just auto battle. I had to do some strategy. And it was, like, just enough strategy that I was engaged. And that's really when it started clicking for me. Yeah.
0: Um. Uh, also in August here,
1: um, you played Cadence of Hyrule. I played the demo for oh, it. The demo. And uh, didn't like in it, it, that one also didn't really click for me. Um I also played Hollow Knight thanks to our listener Martin mm-hmm. who sent us uh codes for that. And uh it's really cool. It's another one that I uh wish I had more time to get into because it is so demanding of your time like it's very Dark Souls like it's very grindy, it's very like Um, making a lot of progress and then losing that progress and then going back to like get the progress again. But it's a really cool world. The design is really cool. The mechanics are really good. Uh, It's, you know, I found this one with dark souls remastered when that was released on switch, where it's just like, man, I really like these types of games, but it's hard for me to buckle down and like give myself over to the grind.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it is one of those things where like, uh, just resolving yourself to like experience the challenge and like do it you know like there there's such a i guess it's the uh the difference between like i just want to have the the fun good time and like i want to work at something um sometimes you don't want to work at uh, a game you're playing
1: mm-hmm. um what else are we doing in uh august i mean we haven't really touched on it but there were like the Tetris Maximus cups oh this yeah this was not the first one but this is uh you know, they had, like, a Fire Emblem theme, and that has been such a delight with uh Tetris 99 is, like, the different themes that you can only get during the Maximus Cups.
0: Yeah, and that's also been something that uh, was really good at bringing me back to it. As much as I love Tetris 99 and am addicted to playing Tetris, um, I don't think that I was when we, when it came out and I, like, started playing it and started being like, oh, I I'm actually pretty good at this. I, I like it. Um, but having something to keep coming back to um, got me sort of in the regular routine of checking in on it. And uh, we're, I, we're not qu- quite to the point where they um, uh, release, like, the, the tickets and, like, the, the DLC for I mean, it, it. is in September. Okay. Like, that's, it's just like, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that, that happened in, in September. Um, and now, like, there is a reason to play Tetris 99 literally every day um and like a reward for doing it. So uh yeah, that's S- September of 2019 is when I like started to lose my mind <laughs> to Tetris.
1: Uh, it's also when the SNES games came to Switch, which oh, is, yeah, be- is remarkable that it's only been since September.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's it, no time.
1: Yeah. <sighs> it's only been a few months, but again, it feels like um it's been there for so long. Yeah. Feels like it's always been a, a a feature of of the Switch.
0: This is also when I picked up the Capcom beat 'em up bundle, which is a game I had been threatening to get for a very long time, but it was on sale or something, so I went and like bit the bullet. Um, and I have since played through all uh all five of the games on there, seven of the games, whatever. I've played through all of them, um, uh, many with my buddy Pete when he was out here to to visit. Um, and you know those games are just a like fun fireworks display of, like, 16-bit um, uh, sprites and, you know, hilarious old sound effects and uh, too much writing in a lot of these <laughs> games, which is confusing because who's in the arcade, like, reading the dialogue, like, jamming on the A button just <laughs> to, like, get through it? Um, but they- they're great if uh, if that bundle is ever on sale again for, like, less than... Uh, like fifteen bucks. Like I recommend people pick it up because uh, they're just fun to play. They're games that would be quarter munchers if you had to put quarters into them, but you don't because it's in your home. You
1: own it. This is also when the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening remake was released for Switch. Oh my
0: god, that's right.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, that is a game that
0: I finished in the
1: weekend. That's amazing. I
0: picked it up on Friday and was done with it by Monday.
1: I really, really, really loved this game at E3 you know we were a little surprised that Nintendo was positioning it as kind of their minor September title but i actually i think that made a ton of sense like i really think that was the proper placement for it
0: yeah i mean it it is it is funny to uh see what like the narrative arc of that game was just like sort of in uh in the world of game players um that uh, we were very excited about it and knew that it was going to be beautiful and sound great. And the game did all of that, but was still very much Link's Awakening. Um, so like if someone didn't want to play that Game Boy game and we're ragging on Game Boy games a lot in this episode, also we played a lot of Game Boy games. Is yeah, that weird? we did. Um, and, and so like, I, I think it was still a little bit of a stumbling block for uh, people who weren't quite ready for, A game that is that stubbornly like a 1992 game or Mm -hmm. whatever um but yeah man i i i loved uh loved this remake had a smile on my face was hitting that remember button over and over again uh, and just really really liked it
1: but i also think that it is like because of the remake i think it's approachable to new players yeah you know that maybe legends of mana isn't you know like Sure. Like, yeah. somebody picking up Legends of Mana today might run up against its limitations pretty quickly, whereas I think uh, the Link's Awakening remake does a really good job of, um, I don't know, like, remaking yeah. itself for modern players. Well,
0: like, painting over those, uh, the, the limitations, which still become, like, hyper-evident uh, in the last, like, three dungeons. For sure. Which are, like, total slogs. Um, The last two, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, even, uh, e- even during those slogs, like I was just, it was, uh, beautiful and I was having a wonderful time.
1: Uh, in October, Mario Kart Tour was released. Wow. Which, um, I-, I was playing fairly often, was definitely logging in every day to try to get those gems. Never really got a great set of, uh, racers that I felt super good about.
0: Yeah. Who, who,
1: what characters do you have? Um. Just like Toadette. <laughs> Yeah, I have like I think Toadette was the like the one of the first I racers think she that I is, got. Yeah. And so uh she was my like highest leveled racer for so long that you kind of like end up at least for me like having to favor those um in order to like get the points you need to get the mo- all the stars and yeah, like all that kind of cycle. stuff. Um but I-, I I liked Mario Kart Tour for what it was and it allowed me to like experience some of the Mario Kart stuff that I haven't for a really long time like some of the um, levels from the DS or 3DS yeah, or totally. something like that. Uh, this is also when Luigi's Mansion 3 was released. Uh, yeah. So uh, and and also when we got got to go to that uh,
0: cool event for it. Um, yeah. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Um, yeah. Love Luigi's Mansion 3. Although that that that's not really towards. Uh, that's the end of the month. Yeah. Right? For the, sure. The very end of the month. Uh, prior to that, of course. Dragon Quest XI S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition for the Nintendo Switch uh, came out, and I bought it, and Mark, that was the beginning of something special for me, and I'm still in it now, still feeling very special and very good about that game. Um, It was uh, one that took me a second to, like, really dig into, um, but again, through having a a friend in town for the weekend, um, like there there was it was a a monday um where we had plans to do something but sarah like got sick and so she was like i'm staying home i'm staying in bed and andrew and i were like well you you want to play video games all day and we were like yeah great and so we played uh dragon quest for like 8 hours and that got me over the hump to the point where like well oh suddenly i love it um and that's where i've been since
1: and you and I also got together a weekend in October mm-hmm. and played some older games like we played Secret of Evermore which yep. was the first time for me to see that like uh made in the US right sequel to the Secret of Mana yeah I mean semi
0: sequel yeah yeah uh, spiritual sequel um yeah there was something that happened with the game where like we did it just like crash on us or there, yeah, there was something, something that like happened that. Um, where we just had to, like, stop playing. And but it that, was a good opportunity
1: because yeah. we jumped right to your save file. Yes. Which was, like, at the end of the game. Yes. And then beat the game. <laughs> we also played Super Star Wars at that time. Kind of just yeah. <laughs> refresh our memory of how absolutely bonkers that game is.
0: Also, for anyone wondering, yes, level three of Super Star Wars is exactly the same as episode two of The Mandalorian. <laughs> it is identical it is kind of spooky it is is. um okay now we can get to luigi's mansion 3 um i mostly played that game for like a week and maybe a week or two and then kind of fell off of it
1: yeah i really 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 liked it the but i haven't finished it either um a familiar refrain but part of it for me was like Um, when you and I played together in co-op, that was the most fun I had with it. Totally. And it was also way later in the game than I was playing in my solo playthrough. I ruined the game No, 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 no. So just like the (laughs) idea of having to like- I hear what you're saying. To like go through that stuff again after I'd already done it and do it by myself, like just was not that appealing to me. I would still like to go back and do the scare scraper or whatever it's called. Yeah. Like multiplayer stuff. That seems like it could be a lot of fun.
0: Um, this actually is one that we like I, I know we've said it now a couple times that like, oh yeah, we should actually play these games co-op. Um Luigi's Mansion 3 is one that we absolutely should. Uh in November we also picked up Resident Evil 6 um on, on Switch because we were like, oh, we like Resident Evil, we should play this game co-op. We maybe should have remembered that we tried to play uh Revelations, Resident Evil Revelations 2 or 1, or who who remembers. Uh one of those games together. And, you know, we're playing it split screen uh, on on my TV, and the way it handles split screen is that it takes, like, a full screen and, like, shrinks it down. It's less than half the size, right? Right. Um,
1: Because they have to, like, offset them.
0: Yeah, they have to offset these, like, wide screens, um, which just seems like, man, they need a different workaround for it. Because, like, you just, it's too small. You can't see what's going on.
1: Yeah, it's it's just not really made for a split-screen cup. Like, you can do it. Yeah. But online or, I guess, like, Switch to Switch would really be the way yeah. to also, handle it.
0: Also, I mean, I don't know. The the gameplay of Resident Evil 6 was...
1: Yeah, I felt like I had had enough.
0: Yeah, d- uh, yeah. <laughs> in the, like, 35 minutes we played of it. Um, and also, man, I don't know. Uh, a game that looks uh, as good as it does... Um, having, like, the presentational, like, story, uh, like, trying to sell you on, like, it's cinematic style, where,
1: like, the acting and directing and writing is so bad, um, it's just, like, it's a huge bummer. (laughs) A huge bummer. Yeah, you know, part of the reason we wanted to do it was because Resident Evil 6 has been uh, as... Big fans of Resident Evil yeah. 6 was just a huge blind spot for us. And I think it's pretty much going to ma- like remain that way oh, yeah. for me. Oh,
0: yeah. 100%. But the point is here that we shouldn't try to play Resident Evil 6 together. We should try to play Luigi's Mansion 3 yes. together. Yes. 100%. Um, What else did we play in November? And then we're not going to do December because December is basically now. and that's
1: Yeah, I mean, and to that point, basically, uh, once Pokemon was out, that was a lot of what I continued to play.
0: Yeah. Well, and like, I think it is a, an interesting place that we're in here going into the end of the year and into the beginning of next year. Um, how many um, like l- super long, super media experiences um, have just sort of stacked up at this point uh, on Nintendo switch that like, we're both still playing Pokemon. Um, I'm playing uh, dragon quest, which
1: I'm like really want to get to, but yep. I promise myself that I can't until I finished fire emblem. And, you know, I really right. want to finish Fire Emblem. Um, in just a few weeks, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, yep. Sharp FE is released, something that I'm, like, super curious about. I don't know. Uh, it's, it really does feel like there's, like, a logjam here. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: before Fire, before uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions comes out, I want to have finished one of these games. I want to have finished Dragon Quest, Pokemon, or Fire Emblem. Uh and I'm probably the closest to finishing Fire Emblem, but it's also been a couple months at yeah, this point. Same. Um but yeah, and then you know, Luigi's Mansion 3 is
1: like on top of that is like another game that I want to get back to. And we'll all only have played one house. Of oh Fire my Emblem. god. <laughs> uh
0: all right. Uh well that's let, let's close out this segment and then pose some questions to our audience. Those are the games that we played in 2019, but I'd love to hear like uh, w- you know what the overall shape of your games were for this year. Uh you can tell from uh the beginning of the year that we were a lot more kind of scattered, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Uh that there weren't any huge Nintendo experiences, so we were just sort of grabbing at whatever was there. Um but it really starts to like even out uh in the last like quarter of the year. Uh, where we're just playing those same three games. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would love to hear what the shape of everyone else's years uh, were. Did were, did you come to any games uh, super late? Did you play something that we hadn't really talked about here at all? We um, glossed right over playing the Damon X Machina demo. Uh, did any of you play the actual game? Because uh, Mark and I sure didn't. Um, it would just be uh, nice to know. So write in if, uh, if you got them. Uh, that's nintendo cartridge society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com uh mark happy
1: new year happy new year patrick
0: um are you going to miss 2019
1: you know i think i will a little bit
0: yeah me too but also you can't really go back so you can only hit that remember button so many times <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter. On Twitter, I am at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nin Cart Society. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8 or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying Happy New Year, and thanks for listening. rachel oscar yeah claire Claire? do you love disney movies Uh uh-huh have you seen them all not Not all of them them. what do you guys think if we watch them all in chronological order and then talk about them
1: Ooh! oh and what if we could talk about it with some of our favorite friends
0: (gasps) i love that yeah what if we do it inside the disney vault you know that's the name of our podcast inside the disney vault on campfire media
1: yeah check us out on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to yours that's inside the disney vault let's go Campfire.